You're listening to Wonderland, Episode 10, Bad Blood. Welcome back to another episode of Wonderland, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Jenny. And I'm Aaron. And we're so happy to have you joining us as we discuss Bad Blood, the seventh episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And I have some bad news to go along with Bad Blood. Well, that's a downer. Has yeah. it only been seven episodes? Only has been seven. Wow. And we have one more episode before the winter hiatus. Sadness. That's the bad news, right? Yes. That's okay. the okay, bad good. news. <laughs> <laughs> one more episode before the hiatus. Because as much as I've said I wouldn't mind just one season of this show, I'm starting to really like the characters, and I'd be sad if it was done after next week. Oh, it, they too. They will be doing a full season. We have heard confirmation about that from at least adam horowitz but we don't know how many episodes yet will be in that season and so we just know that there's going to be a hiatus and the next episode is scheduled or it seems will be scheduled to return on march 6th 2014 so we're definitely wow. looking forward to that and i wonder what kind of cliffhanger they're going to leave us on well they have any number of cliffs from which to hang so <laughs> and nobody dies off of them That's in this episode two more people to add to the list of who fall and don't die <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. we've only seen one person fall and die and that was the guard that oh, cyrus yeah. pushed off or did he die I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's maybe. off in a magical land. Maybe he's a zombie. <laughs> maybe gravity works differently in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to Wonderland. This episode had a lot of daddy issues. And I've seen some people call this the daddy issues episode, which because it had such a focus on Daddies. the daddy issues, <laughs> I knew from the beginning, oh, this means the Sultan is the guy that's the old man in prison. Yeah, well, I knew that from a long time ago. Yeah, that's put one pretty much everybody predicted. Everybody got it right. Yep. Are you saying that my yeah. prediction wasn't special? It's up there with everybody else's, which is really special. It's in a very special place. Well, we're all special because together. Because all I think <laughs> nearly all of you who sent feedback to us with theories of who the Sultan was had said that you thought it was Jafar's father or maybe someone else. I think there was maybe one or two emails uh, that said something else, but most everyone thought pretty certain that it was Jafar's father. Mm -hmm. And that's because you are smart people. You're very smart. That's why you listen to this podcast because you're smart. You become smart by listening <laughs> to the podcast. Too. Wow. True. Very true. <laughs> so the story starts in the past Agrabah and Jafar's mother, whom we learn is named Ulima. No, Olima. 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 Mm -hmm. Is a healer. She's also dead. Well, now. Yeah. <laughs> she also has magic dust. Yes. Vapor. Yeah, that, that vapor was a bit odd. We saw it from two different angles. From one angle, 
the wide shot where you can see the bed, see Jafar, see his mother lying on the bed. It looks like the vapor is going from her to him, like in a straight line. Mm -hmm. But then the other shot that shows closer up. Seems like it was just hovering. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like maybe she ate too much garlic in her diet and then when she died it just you know that's what happens when you eat garlic <laughs> maybe though it kind of like lingered there invisibly until the end mm-hmm. and we saw kind of what happened with it right it was like his like protection i was sort of confused about what they were trying to say with the whole thing because he called it his anger maybe not specifically the vapor but he said it's, his anger kept him alive maybe he doesn't know what happened yeah that's yeah, what i was gonna suggest know. Right. Because we did see that vapor again later in the refuse dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't catch it the first time we watched it. Jenny did. I did. And it's right there. Hovering over him. Yeah. And then he wakes up. Like garlic. <laughs> I um I was tweeted. I tweeted Jane Espenson during this episode because she was live tweeting. And I asked her about it before we saw the last scene where mm. with it. And she, I said, is that her healing power transferring to him? Because that's what I initially thought. And she just said, oh, keep watching. And at <laughs> the end, you'll see a hint to this. So Uh-oh. to me, it's still just a hint and we still don't really know. It's just with this show, you wonder, is it a hint of something we will learn or a hint of just something they just wanted to just leave vague? True. I have a thought. I think that since... Jafar said that his mother was a healer. That means that she had magic. And when she died, probably the magic that she had transferred over to him. And when he met Amara, she <laughs> sensed that in him. And that's why she was willing to not apprentice kill him. him. I think that's a good theory. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Because this did happen, obviously, just before that or a little bit before that. Yeah. And Well, I mean, we, we know he ended up in a gutter and then he ended up running errands for a blacksmith yeah it was the same kid right yeah yes yeah because he his performance stood out quite a bit more in this episode than the last i think maybe we didn't see him very long in the last one well yeah he had a lot more lines in the last one i think Hmm. he's developed the tiny little character that he has (laughs) i I mean the 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 tiny little character of jafar (laughs) (laughs) he's he's developed it more or maybe just had some better content to work with in this episode because certainly the drama in this episode is much greater Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. before a lot more things that he had to express the joy the disappointment the hurt the surprise Mm -hmm. which he didn't need to do that in the last time we saw him as a kid that is true this episode was good he seemed very cocky as a kid even before the whole thing with the sultan like even how he decided to approach the sultan and it seems like he was doing something that took a lot of guts, not knowing really. It was almost like he was challenging him from day one. He was quite so. clever. I think he knew, like the Sultan said, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that if he stole something from one of the guards, that the, he would be taken to the palace, to the Sultan, and he would get one of his hands cut off, and that would give him the opportunity to show the ring, hopefully before <laughs> the hand gets cut off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little risky. I just wonder if he had a different plan and that maybe wouldn't have worked out, or if he went straight for the maybe I'll lose my hand trying to get my dad's attention. I think he, through this episode, has really had, as a kid, he had 
such high hopes and such great expectations of what his father would be to him and all this stuff about living together Mm -hmm. and being his father's son. And that's what carries through on this is that that's all he wants from his father is just to be called his son. Yeah. 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 I noted that it was the Sultan who put it in Jafar's head that fear is power. Where have we heard Jafar say that later on? I can't remember quite what episode, but I'm thinking it was something that he said to the Red Queen at some point. Yeah, I think he did say something to her like that. Unless it was something Amara taught him as well. Yeah, I'm thinking that's where he learned it. Exactly. It's been reinforced. Reinforced, but that was probably the first... Yeah, I'd say that was the first time he learned it. And it's ironic that that's what drove him against his dad that it, like it's it became the weapon that he used against his dad I like he wanted his dad to fear him yeah later and i wouldn't be surprised if maybe amara has some actual family connection to jafar or had in some way um i would hope not that'd oh, be weird much. yeah that's true <laughs> what <cousins. about? laughs> What about to the Sultan? Like, she could have had some past dealings with him that made her want to also yeah, get back at him. Yeah, probably. Well, the Sultan is not a kind ruler. And no, so a lot of people could be, be in a cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great idea. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know why Jafar's mother thought he would do better than he did. Well, she too probably thought of the man she once fell in love with. And even when he recognized whose son Jafar was, yeah, he had some kind of feeling. He softened. Yeah. Yeah, he did for sure. Maybe he, he actually did love her because he was with her even before uh, Mirza's mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he just hesitated before killing his son when he realized whose son he Jafar also was. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's a child murderer. He yeah, is. that was really disturbing. It was. it was. Even the slapping in the face was kind of disturbing. Yeah. Violent little brat. Yep. That child made me want some return slaps to happen. <laughs> I thought watching this episode that the way Jafar was being handled by the Sultan and up until the whole dunking um, thing. Dunk? <laughs> up until then... I thought that maybe the Sultan was secretly trying to turn Jafar into the Sultan and train him because maybe the Sultan had realized suddenly that, oh, Jafar knows this stuff much better and I think I'll favor him instead of Mirza. So like there were times when even when the Sultan was speaking to the two boys and talking about Mm -hmm. what a leader is and what power is, he was looking at Jafar as he said it. And I thought, he's training to Jafar. He's raising up Jafar for this. And then, no. It didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, I think he was pretty much just rubbing the whole thing in his face. Yeah, Mirza wasn't too bright, and he liked (laughs) fancy clothes. Because you remember um, the meeting, the, the men promised to bring special fabrics for, is it Mirza? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, that's just mm-hmm. a royal, his robes. Yeah. royalty thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that part. He dressed so flamboyantly. It just <laughs> So did the Sultan, kind of. A little bit. Not as much. Well, except for when the Sultan was older. When Jafar came back, I noticed there were far fewer jewels. In fact, no jewels on the Sultan then. Like, young Sultan was covered in jewels. It looked like there were more jewels on his 
robe than actual robe. But then later on, he's it's, still a prep. It's later still, on, he's yeah. still a prep. Well, a later prep. on, he's wearing this robe <laughs> that has this nice lining to it, but no jewels. Not a fancy hat with jewels on it. No massive number of rings. It's still very <laughs> flamboyant, in my opinion. Well, I was thinking maybe the kingdom has suffered financially. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. What I thought was funny was at the big reveal that, oh, the sultan is Jafar's cage guy was when they showed him older because that's when it was finally the same actor. And they were like, look who it is. When really, it's sort of like, well, if it's really supposed to be the same man, probably somehow that reveal should have happened when he looked younger too. Well, they didn't want to reveal it until later on in the episode. But I did I think know, the accents... If he were really were the same close. man and he were really a younger... If we really seen a younger time of him, we would have been able to tell probably. It's just a funny technicality of TV that they capitalized on. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way they do. It's all on how you tell the story. And that's what they're trying to do is be storytellers and keep us on the edge of our seats. Yes. Even though we know you are very smart and you figured this out a long time ago. <laughs> yes. But if we had genuinely seen an old timey photograph of the guy in the cage, we would have been like, oh, look, he's the Sultan, <laughs> even though he's young. It seems like he totally... It's like it's hard to believe that the guy in the cage who's been helping Cyrus and giving Cyrus so much hope is the same guy that drowned his son. Yeah. <laughs> in the washing basin. Well, and that's even what he alluded to later on in the episode in the Wonderland part of the episode. He's like Regina. Yeah, from once he, upon a time. He, <laughs> he doesn't regrets. have any regrets. Well, I would say he does have regrets because while he was in the cage at the same time as Alice's mother, he was saying things You mean father? Father. Yeah, father. <laughs> he was the Sultan was saying some things that made it seem like he has some deep regrets and he's sorry about he even said things referring to Edwin's sins and he made some reference like, well, not as great as mine or something like that. But then one of the next things that he says after he gets out of the cage is, I'm sorry, I didn't hold you in the water longer. <laughs> that I could not cause more pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Daniel, you noticed something about the rug. Yeah, I and Aaron, I think you had mentioned something about this, too. Yeah. I wanted the rug to be the same. <laughs> the rugs. The rug was that... Was it not? It was not. It's oh. not the same that Jafar okay. was wrapped up huh. in and that he's later flying around. It's the way, not the same. The way they showed it when they put him on it and then rolled him up, I even before they rolled it, I thought... That's the rug. <laughs> I really wish it was. It should have been. It should have been. But I grabbed screenshots and I compared them. And unfortunately, <laughs> they're not. And actually, this is the first time I've ever, like, I personally have grabbed screenshots. <laughs> That's awesome. off on Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> and it was to look at somebody's carpet. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of redecorating. <laughs> Did you get screenshots of Mirza's clothes, too? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't care. Cared more about the carpet. We got an idea in from Samantha on the Sultan. Samantha said, I think the current Sultan, meaning, I guess, whoever it is, yes, whoever it is after Jafar's father was taken, I think the current Sultan could be Jasmine's father. With no heir left and the Sultan taken from Agrabah, there has to be some ruler to replace them. I just can't imagine that a sweet little guy can have his character turned so evil. Yes, once changes characters, but not that extremely. 
And to totally count out Jasmine altogether <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when Jafar returns to Agrabah, when this is all over, the whole Aladdin story can begin. Ooh, I like that. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and he'd, he'd still be searching for a lamp at the end, maybe. At the beginning of Aladdin, true. he's searching for a lamp. And they could do, I mean, they could do all kinds of things. They could do that story as an extended story on this show. They could do another spinoff later called Once Upon a Time in Agrabah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> they could just tell the story quickly in Once Upon a Time proper. They uh, could do all kinds of things. Once Upon a Time in a Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In what? In a bowl? In a bottle. Oh. <laughs> bottle. Once uh, upon a time on a carpet. <laughs> you know, this show has made me want to say bottle differently. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Bottle. So. Like, no, that's not it. It's like yeah. bottle. bottle. Yes. <laughs> I've got the bottle. <laughs> oh, this accent. <laughs> I like the way everybody says bottle. It's great. In British. <laughs> Anything else about Agrabah before we move on? Not me. Nope. You. Okay. Before we move on to Wonderland, I want to thank someone who made our day recently, and that is Saz7878 from the United Kingdom left a very kind review for us in iTunes. We really appreciate those reviews. They encourage us while we're hosting the podcast, and they help other people find the podcast too, because I just discovered this today. We're still listed under new and noteworthy in the TV and film section of iTunes. Sweet. And that's thanks to your ratings and reviews. And we really appreciate that. So keep those coming. If you haven't written a review yet, those are what help the most. Please go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash iTunes. Thank you, Saz. 7878. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So let's move on to Wonderland. One of the things... That we got to see is we know now that it was definitely Edwin that Jafar wanted to bring back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we got to see Edwin inside of Wonderland. We did. Which I think was really cool. We got to see in the last episode, Dr. Lydgate confronted with the (laughs) rabbit once again. And now we get to see Alice's father, Edwin, confronted with Wonderland, the rabbit. (laughs) The white rabbit is just everybody's form of proof that craziness exists. And he says, yes, is that a white rabbit? Like, no, um, he's pink. So white rabbits can happen. Uh, It's more the talking and the clothes wearing that I would be concerned with. Is that a clothed talking rabbit? (laughs) Is that a white rabbit? I've only ever seen black rabbits. (laughs) I noticed that there are more floating islands in Wonderland than the one that Defar's castle's on. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I thought his was the only floating island, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, we have seen that before. As early as the first episode when Jafar and the Red Queen were talking on the Red Queen's little deck outside of her room, her Mm -hmm. throne room. In the background, you can see these floating cliffs. Yeah. Okay. I just, I didn't notice. One of the things that, speaking of the Red Queen and Jafar, that I'm wondering here is, what are the Red Queen's intentions for magic? Because when Jafar confronted her, which, by the way, Jafar now knows what the Red Queen is up to. She can't (laughs) fool him. She's not too smooth. (laughs) No. I think her whole end game is to make the Tweedles smart. (laughs) (laughs) And to get that red thing off their faces. Why does she keep them around? Why? Just for her own amusement? They're her assistants, darling. She has someone to bully. (laughs) 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 But here's what Jafar said to Red Queen. 
do not forget. Even if you hold the genie and the bottle, you can't live out your twisted dreams without someone changing the laws of magic. And I am the only one who will have that power. So she, we've already known that both of them want to change the rules of magic and do something, some odd thing. I think mm-hmm. we know now that what Jafar is planning to do is make the Sultan love him. Something yeah. like that. What do you think, with the information we know now, what do you think are Anastasia's ideas of what she wants to do with this magic? Well, I think she wants to change the past or make someone love her. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if Jafar even knows, and if he doesn't, that might not be an accurate description of what she wants. Knows what she wants, Mm -hmm. you're saying? Yeah. If he doesn't know what she wants, then calling it twisted is not really fair. He's just assuming. Yeah. Aaron, what do you think, though? I think probably any doing anything that challenges those four laws of magic could be described as twisted. Well, true. It's he could just be saying that or he could know specifically. I'm wondering if maybe she wants to make someone fall in love with her. And she's thinking of Will, actually, because maybe she actually wants Will back. But Will can't love her right now because he doesn't have the heart. Does she know that? I wonder. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe not. Probably not. Or maybe she does have it. No. <laughs> Will knows where it is. Will has it hidden. She'd be... <laughs> like wait you didn't have your heart this whole time you mean i didn't have to do all this <laughs> oh speaking of will and where he might have hit it i thought it was so funny that he made reference to granny's diner and the fact that he still yeah. has the key <laughs> yeah. that was so good and the stale peanut, <laughs> and the stale that, peanut. that was my favorite <laughs> <laughs> oh that was great is that the same dollar did he put down a dollar in the pilot for the coffee and then pick it back up yes, yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> and those are Ashley's keys with the little baby shoe on with, it. No, it's a sneaker. Yeah. Oh yeah, sneaker, sneaker, I, I thing. tiny sneaker. <laughs> I'm yeah, that was funny. I'm wondering as uh, Alice and Will are contemplating how to get up to the floating island, they are surrounded by mushrooms. Why I know, don't they I just it. eat some, grow up, and just reach bah, their bah, arm bah. in his castle and get Cyrus? <laughs> They'd have Why? to be pretty big. I to know. Do that. They'd have to eat like a whole mushroom. At Ooh. what point would they be big enough that they could pull the feet. island down? Like, what holds that stupid thing up? <laughs> could they make it crash? Probably. Because otherwise, they could just pull themselves up onto the island and then return to their normal size. It'd be an it... awesome crash of science fiction <laughs> proportions. <laughs> I, it also makes me wonder, like, what are the rules on the mushrooms? Because in the cartoon Alice in Wonderland, you eat the mushroom, you're big for a little while, and then you're small again. It's probably that way here, too, because in Once Upon a Time, we saw a giant shrunk down, and he was told it would only last for a little while mm. because of the mushroom. Well, oh, why didn't yeah. they do that? Well, actually, no. He was he was raised. He was blown up big size. Why aren't they making use of these mushrooms more often? Because they could cover so much more ground as big people. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Maybe there are certain risks that come with it. You think? In the Once Upon a Time in, sorry, in the Wonderland book, the mushrooms, I think like one half makes you grow and one half makes you shrink. So you have to know which half does what Hmm. before you eat them. She did use a mushroom at the beginning to make herself shrink. Yeah, in the pilot, right? Pretty handy that it affects more than just your physiology. Mm -hmm. Everything you're carrying. Yeah. Well, yeah. Your clothing. Like time travel, too. 
<laughs> What's with you? Travels. But I was thinking, of course, there's going to be a bird bark tree. <laughs> oh, the randomness that is Wonderland. But it's like you couldn't have brought the bird bark tree in a few episodes earlier as some thing that makes a lot of noise and they get annoyed by it. So we at least know about it yeah. more than five seconds before they need it. There's the clothes horse and the bird bark uh, yeah. tree. I know these things are plot devices and I'm starting to appreciate them more because of their randomness. They're so creative. Yeah. I love it. Oh, the bird bark tree, of course. That's here. Right here. Bird and bark. only right here. And somehow. We are really fast at making giant baskets. <laughs> yeah. So that's good, too. Well, they only made two sides of the basket. Well, that's Flame true. Proof. Flame proof. <laughs> yeah. Basket it's sides. As if they just needed shields <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. They could have captured the dragon and ridden it up there. Well, just before the dragon comes, though, when Jafar is disguised as Edwin, Jafar tells a lie about how he got to Wonderland, but he mentions the mirror. He does. I, I wonder how he figured, like, how, how he thought of that. Well, so maybe that's how he got to Wonderland in the first place, because he was originally in Agrabah, and he's oh, yeah. been looking for the genie. So I wouldn't be surprised if we discovered that's how he came. Interesting. Maybe the antiquities dealer and the whole story about it was his story. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah, that could be cool. Mm-hmm. It's probably true. And when Will mentioned that that's how he and Anastasia came through. I had a brief moment of remembering certain connections or lack thereof. We still don't know if Jafar knows Anastasia's real history and Will's real history and how far back that goes. Because when Jafar went to see the caterpillar, the next thing that Jafar does to try and get Alice to make her wishes is he threatens with Will. I think he didn't mm. react, I, meaning Jafar, to Will saying that he entered Wonderland with Anastasia through a looking glass. I think he didn't react because it, it didn't surprise him. I, I was think thinking, he knew that. Or I was thinking it didn't mean anything to him at all. He doesn't know who Anastasia well, is. Well, why, why would he want to mm. attack Will? And then again, Alice did look at the Red Queen and said Anastasia. Or no, well, Will, did. Will, Will did. Will did, yeah. yeah. Not so that... Not loudly. I don't think Jafar yeah. heard that. Maybe I'm wrong. I yeah, think they were Jafar. on opposite sides of the, Board. Of the court. <laughs> hmm. I think Jafar knows. I think he knows everything. I think he knows everything about both Will and and Alice. Maybe not everything about Anastasia. Well, yeah, I think he does know everything about all three of those people now. I had a question about, or I was wondering about something that the Queen said when Jafar said, or somebody said, where's Alice? And I think it was the queen said, oh, she's not hard to find. It's Cyrus that we're missing or yeah. something. So I'm wondering how they just know where Alice is at all times. But Well, that's the queen's big move that she holds over Jafar other than having the bottle is, I'm the only one who knows where she is because I'm the queen. I wonder if she's bluffing. Which, yeah, a little bit she is. Although she does seem to be able to get in contact with Alice when she wants to. Yeah, and Jafar could... did find her pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Well, it probably wasn't too well. Yeah. Maybe he has some sort of barrier alert that lets him know (laughs) that someone is getting close to the castle (laughs) who isn't supposed to be there. The floating island. Still really cool to look at. Mm -hmm. I want that as a wallpaper. (laughs) There was a lot of this episode that was really cool to look at. I liked all the mushrooms in the woods Uh and the mountains and the lake river thing. If I'm... Not mistaken, I think that little cove where mm-hmm. they were building the bark bird bark basket 
thing. I think that's one of the same coves that they use for Neverland nope. in Once Upon a Time. I'm going to say no, just because I don't <laughs> want to think so. Okay. I, I think they're, could if, if they are, they're just reusing a set. No connections there. It's just they're reusing a set, which they can do often. There are only so many coves yeah. in <laughs> British Columbia. Because honestly, it looks a lot like where they met the fairy silver mist <laughs> yeah a few episodes ago yeah, yeah. just from a different angle that's but, what i was thinking too but you know if that breaks your abilities to suspend your disbelief then just pretend you didn't hear that alice wanted her father i'm pretending i didn't hear it. alice <laughs> wanted her father no doubt even though she told him not to visit her she still wanted him to try yeah okay jenny mm-hmm. close your ears for a minute and aaron too oh women <laughs> Say no more. We understand. We understand. We understand. You weren't supposed to hear that. We say one thing and we want you to do another. It's just a test, okay? We're just people who test you. I don't know, though. Wouldn't any child want their father to look for or visit them? Like, is that a woman thing? Like, any child that feels like they disappointed their parent wouldn't they want their parent to try to see them even if they told them not to or no maybe maybe yeah but she might not have even thought that she wanted him to try when she said it yeah i think the deeper issue here is she's hurt but she wanted to be comforted by him that can happen so often in relationships it's like i really don't like you right now but i need you yes and she didn't want to have to ask for it she wanted him to give it of his own accord right so it's some nice deep character development there mm-hmm. in what we learn about them. This episode made me think of Harry Potter's polyjuice potion. <laughs> yes. Yes. How weird. That's what it was. I was trying to think of it. <laughs> I made the same note. Me too. <laughs> well, was it really that? Or here's an, a crazy alternate way that this worked. Is that he didn't turn back into Jafar's body until he had the staff and the eyes glowed red and then went back to black. And then we saw Jafar again. And there were cuts between this, so you didn't see him transform. It made me wonder if somehow he transferred his body into the staff. And then when he got it back again, it transferred back I don't want to wanna think, I don't so. think so. I think he's just using Amara's abilities. He was all shimmery. Yeah, he was all shimmery. Like his body was being transformed the way that he's using his staff makes me think that amara and the staff can't resist like if he wants to use an ability that she well actually he has all the abilities so what's up with that what's he up ha- with the staff and why he does has he need her it? power yeah he has her power but why does he need staff because she's in it that's I know. the thing and that's how he gets her power is by keeping her with him like that so she he can't use her abilities unless she's around Probably, yeah. We saw him use some magic when he cast that spell to bring the dragon, or whatever it was that he was doing. He made some little markings in the sand mm-hmm. as he was yeah. speaking, and I, I copied it down. It's, uh, well, I would butcher the <laughs> pronunciation, but you can rewatch the episode. No, don't, don't chant it. You want to make a dragon come. <laughs> whatever you do, don't, don't draw a rectangle could, with a few lines. I could do the American version. Ego vocare te dollar. <laughs> Ego okay. vocare te 
Why don't you stop? Why? Stop saying it. Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> That's not actually your how fireplace is only so big. <laughs> what you is keep all going, that, Daniel? It's not going to affect me. What, what all does it mean? <laughs> since you've read it now like four times. Well, this is. It made me wonder a couple things. First of all, is we saw him doing this in the sand and drew a box with some lines out of it and a squiggle down the middle. Yeah. It made me wonder if maybe this was some way of releasing something oh, from yeah. his castle. I think definitely. And <laughs> that was a pretty bad stick drawing. <laughs> so I'm guessing that was just like a like a pattern. Was supposed like it to be needed, a... it needed it needed a illustration and the words. Whatever you call it, other than illustration. Well, the, the other <laughs> like thing Like a it, symbol? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. The other thing it could have been was maybe that he was actually creating this. However, I ran this through Google Translate, and it's, I know Google Translate isn't the best thing, but it's basically Latin that he's saying, and he's saying, I call thee, I call you, and uh, it probably translates to say, to harm, and I invite you to do it, or I call you to do it, that he's then summoning this creature. So not creating it, like my first thought was the first oh. time I saw this, but he is summoning it and he's giving it the orders to kill, Arm. to attack, yeah, to cause damage. To maim, to burn, to crunch. <laughs> so is he giving it orders to do all of those things to him or just no. to anybody? Just because then you'd think that if he was trying to get the dragon to attack him... Then Alice would use her wish, and yeah, except instead that, she just killed it. Yeah, and the first time that the dragon showed up, it went after Will and Alice, not after him. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe he didn't see him, and he might have fake fallen down in front of the dragon. I thought he was about to have a really awkward moment where it wouldn't attack him, yeah. and they were going to be like, "Hey, wait a minute, why is it like you so much? You're new." <laughs> But I love that Alice didn't use a wish, didn't have to. She just walked up to it, slice, it's dead. And then they ate it. And then they ate it. She threw Wonderland her sword. tradition. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what dragon tastes like. You thought she threw it? She didn't get that close. She threw the oh, sword. Oh, yeah, she threw the sword. Oh, I was sure it was just a slice. No, it she was just threw it. the angle. It looked like she was slicing its head, but then it was stuck way off in its side, so she threw it. It just looked funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that is a once upon a time. Tradition. <laughs> did she say hey first? No, she no. didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Hey! That would have been good if she uh-huh. did. <laughs> when you slay dragons, you must say hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we did learn from Will a little bit more also about Alice's personality. Alice doesn't give up on people. Not even if they deserve it. If she sees someone hurting, she can't help but get rid of that pain. It's in her nature. And Jafar knows this now. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm definitely her father, really, (gasps) genuinely her father. Of course, that's true. You're very right about my daughter, who I know better than you. (laughs) Basically, what came next. Well, one of the things that we learn from Edwin, true Edwin, when he sees Alice, is that he blamed Alice for his wife's death. And we learned from the past episode that he has never been as happy with anyone else as he was with Alice's mother. Mm-hmm. And even when we see Sarah in this episode, Edwin's new wife. Blech. 
she, <laughs> yeah, she looks kind of like that was just a dream. Yeah, she just she she was really discouraging. Even the thought that he might, you know, entertain that it was not a dream. She's just, I will not be married to a nut. (laughs) Especially a stale nut. (laughs) Okay, so here's my question. If a portal makes a huge hole in Granny's diner in the pilot when it opens. Yes. Is there not now a huge hole in Edwin's living room? Like it only goes the one way? I think it only... I don't think somebody wished her there. I think, I think it only bursts oh, through when it comes back into our world. Right. Okay. And since he was returned via wish, every time it's returned, it's been out in the woods and it blows up the ground. Right. Same hole, actually, last time. Alice has come through the same hole True. twice. And then they just yeah. come out of the sky in Wonderland wherever the hole is dug. Mm. Yeah. Which apparently you can learn to land on your feet quite smoothly. Yes, he must be a pro. (laughs) And also when Jafar and the White Rabbit came through, they came through in an explosion hole in the ground. Yes. Into London. Mm -hmm. They did. They did. The world of London. If if Edwin had come back through a portal, he wouldn't have as much explaining to do as... (laughs) Right. Like she couldn't just say, oh, it's a dream. Because this big hole in my living room is not suspicious at all. Right. Unless you didn't return to the house. She could have been like, what have you done? And blamed it on, he was crazy for a moment and dug a huge hole in the (laughs) living room. (laughs) I wonder if the holes heal after a while. Because you would think there would be craters all around where Alice plays Uh in the woods. (laughs) Unless it's just the same hole each time. Because it blows up every time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... With his now thinking that this is a dream, and we're jumping a little ahead, but I think that maybe something is going to happen in the next episode where he'll remember. Maybe it will be something as simple as a creak in the hallway. No, wait, he wasn't there for that conversation. Yeah, that was he was. Jafar. Oh, wait, you're right. <laughs> he fooled you. <laughs> but maybe there will be some kind of clue left behind that he'll find. Like maybe on himself, he has a scratch bruises or bruises. From the fall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, these things that will make him realize, wait a minute, these are real. (laughs) It's not going to be something as visual for us because they didn't show us any kind of cut. I'll bet a wish could heal bruises as part of its price. (laughs) Maybe Sarah will make him a bowl of soup. She probably bruises him regularly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And that will make him think of the bowl of soup he enjoyed while under Jafar's care <laughs> and then he'll call jafar a bowl of soup oh, whoa. you're such a bowl of soup, bowl of soup. meta joke i right chose there. i chose those words on purpose <laughs> <laughs> Just but i loved how edwin really turned around in wonderland and at this last minute he was brave he was honest he was very realistic he was courageous all of this stuff And his speech was just great, really. I will not ask for your forgiveness because I do not deserve it. And I will not ask for your mercy or your compassion because it is better spent elsewhere. I do not want to take another thing away from you, dear Alice. I only want to give you something, the only thing I can. And that's hope. Cyrus is alive! (laughs) He's escaped. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, escaped. I know, I can think he was going to say alive, too. And then I totally thought he was actually dead. Like, not Cyrus. 
I thought her father was going to die. I didn't expect her to wish. I didn't expect her to wish either. Yeah. I was like, ah, no. But I also thought she wouldn't let him die. Wouldn't it have been terrible if she's like, I wish my father home and he disappears. And then we see their house Splat. and froosh. Yeah, he either splats or there's a gravestone outside the house oh, with his name bad. on it. Oh, that would have been horrible. That would be or more with a noose around his neck. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the way she talked about it was almost like you could never make a wish. At least they were, I was glad when they were consistent with there being some kind of unexpected cause. Well, he was going to die anyway. So. Yeah. So even if he died when he got back home, maybe he was going to die where he was. I wonder why she didn't just say, I wish if my father dies, I die. (laughs) Because then she would be dead quite soon. Yeah, Yeah. she would be dead. I mean, before he dropped What if Jafar hadn't heard her (laughs) and she had just died? (laughs) What did you say? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) She could have said, I wish my father, Nave, Cyrus, and I home. (laughs) Well, that would be a really big dream. Wish thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's got one wish left now. Mm-hmm. What do you think that's going to be? I wish you free. I think that will be it. But Cyrus has already said yes. But she's terrible. throwing caution to the wind here. I think it's got to be something that will give us a few more episodes or several more episodes, depending on how many episodes there will be. And I saw in our chat room because we do the show Wonderland podcast live on Sunday nights at six after there's been an episode. I saw in the chat room someone said that Jane Espenson said in some Q&A session that there would be 13 episodes. So we're on seven now. But I wonder when she said that or if she really knew for sure. Yeah. Well, she was live tweeting this week and she uh, rocks at live tweeting. I think she's the best live tweeter I have ever interacted with. So it could have just been from this week because she would have answered if somebody asked. It helps that she uses Twitter on a regular basis Mm -hmm. anyway. Sometimes the people who are live tweeting don't use Twitter for anything else. So if we're in episode seven, we just finished episode seven. We have episode eight and then the hiatus. Then we'll have, if we assume that number is correct, 13 episodes, we'll have five more episodes to go. I think Alice will make her wish... Because part of the deal, remember, was that she would make her small wishes and then let Will make a wish. Yeah, she wants to make the last wish, but not until they have the bottle. Right. And then she has to really, really trust Will, which she probably can at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, So that wish, that last wish is really key. I think she'll make it. Jafar will get the bottle and we'll see some kind of epic battle or some kind of battle, take place, and then things will come back to the way they were supposed to have been. What if Nave wishes Cyrus free, and it it makes him the genie, and Cyrus... Like, what if he wishes to switch places with Cyrus? I can see that. I can but what see, if Alice does it? Uh, I, don't, I, I can't see that. Yeah. Maybe not. What if it's Will and the Red Queen? And then they can be, you know, the love couple in the love bottle. The love couple. What the world? It's that's not a thing. <laughs> and then just wish them off into the Caribbean, and they'll float in the ocean and have a forever honeymoon. In it, they'll drown and die. Well, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I loved a quote from the Sultan when he was talking to Jafar in the end. He said, "What good is love and respect if it has to be stolen?" I liked mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's a good quote. Which I think confirms what Jafar wants to do with magic is force the Sultan to love him. Mm, well, he just, he wants to hear the words, you're my son. 
But he did say he will get it from him and referenced changing the laws of magic to do it. It's a pretty lame goal. It is a pretty lame goal. He's going to be like, you're my son. I love you. And then he's going to be like, well, that was a letdown. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? And father, get away. You are so annoyingly attentive. I wish I'd never changed the laws of magic. Oops, I said wish. Yeah, it's going to be bad. This is not going to end well for Jafar or the Sultan. It seems like for somebody who, as I said earlier, held his kid's head underwater in a basin, the older version of the Sultan has like, he has tons of wisdom. He said tons of good quotes. Like Jenny just said one of them. And Jafar said, I'm not the one in a cage. And he said, are you sure about that? Like, I don't know if he's just trying to be defiant or if like that's true Jafar is kind of in a cage of all he if his only goal in life is to get his father to call him his son <laughs> like you know what I mean so it's so kind of a uh, an idea cage that he's put his, <laughs> yeah. himself in this cage maybe yeah. he wants to make all of Agrabah love him his goal is his cage <laughs> I just yeah, wonder if, that if he's had a change of heart or if he's or if it's kind of just like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I think that one. <laughs> because he's still so... Okay, Jafar, you know, that was a long time ago, and I've said I'm sorry, and obviously you're my son. But he's just like, I'm still... I wish I could kill you. Blah, blah, blah. In our chat room, uh, Doxon came up with an interesting idea. He said, what if the Sultan offers to call him son if he lets Alice and Cyrus leave? That would be awesome. I say not enough. I don't know. You he, think that's really his whole you know what entire I think, goal? I think I think Jafar's gonna be like like as soon as he hears his father say you're my son, he'll be like, Good, I've been waiting for that. Now let me drown you in a bowl of water. <laughs> <laughs> that would be justice. Well, bad justice, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be just way. <laughs> yeah, I could see Jafar doing that because he's done he's things a bad guy. like that before. Yeah. He's a villain. We got an idea here about what the knave's wish might be from Maddie. She said, I think the one thing the knave could wish for that would be beneficial to the storyline is... A dozen cookies. He, <laughs> he could wish for Anastasia to not be queen anymore. Aww. I think he would either make that wish or not make any wishes just to show Alice that he doesn't need any payment from her. And that's from Maddie. Thank you, Maddie, for Thank your you. email. By the way, you can send us feedback on each episode of Once Upon a Time after it airs. Please put the episode title in the subject line of the email to help us out with sorting that out. You can email feedback at wonderlandpodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. Or you can also go to the website at wonderlandpodcast.com and send a voice message right through the website and we'll be able to consider it for inclusion in the podcast. I have some thoughts, and one of them is, especially in the scene where we we see um, the Red Queen in her palace and Jafar appears, I think I'm still wondering, what happened to the king and why is he not there? Like, it's a bit of the story that we have mm. yet to see. True. I'm really interested True. to see it, because hmm. he's not there. He's just not. I wouldn't be surprised if Anastasia killed him. Yeah, in some way. I um, just want to know what happened to him. We've seen... Ladies become queens and then kill their king husbands before. It's like a praying mantis. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> she um, probably called him darling while darling. he was dying yeah. somehow. I'm just interested to see that. 
Hmm, maybe what an Agrabah Viper. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they are, shall we say, lacking an exit plan after they save Cyrus. Because, okay, so they everything goes exactly according to plan. Now, the only way for them to stay together is for Will to be the master of the bottle and never use his wishes, so he becomes the new target. Hey, let's make Will use his wishes. They have to actually defeat at least Jafar before they're ever safe. Right. They have to figure out how to do that, not just save Cyrus. Right. And that's what I think we'll see them do. But I think in that process, Jafar will get the bottle and he will be able to change the laws of magic. But they'll still be able to defeat him in some way. Maybe like Red Queen has something up her sleeve that will help or... (laughs) There could be something that Will has up his sleeve. Maybe Cora pops back into the scene. No. You are really wanting to see Cora. I had to mention her again. Barbara. Hersh- she, she needs at least one mention in every podcast episode. Cora oh or Barbara Hershey should come back at some point. And, and we'll have spoilers after we close the podcast where Hunter Hathaway shares some stuff about upcoming episodes. And maybe she'll tell you. That Cora will be coming back if she says that. If Hunter says that in the spoilers, I don't want to know about it. Don't tell me. me. Don't tell us. <laughs> no. So Jafar took his mother's ring off to transform into Edwin. Did you notice that? He yeah. put it in his belt thing. It would be a pretty big giveaway if Edwin were wearing Jafar's ring. Well, the thing is, he didn't take anything else off. Well, that's true. <laughs> he just kept everything else on. So I'm wondering, is it magical? Because his ring and his staff were the only two things that he hid. So I'm thinking both of those things are magical. What if the ring is what made him heal? Hmm. And that's where the power transferred from his mother is into the ring. And so he took the ring off because otherwise he might have healed when he got that cut on his head. From the dragon. But Hmm. he still kept it on his person. Yeah. They need to get the ring. The precious. <laughs> the precious. I'm wondering something that's related to what Jeremy just said, actually. We've kind of talked about it before, but I still want to know if it's Cyrus that's important or if it's just a genie in a bottle that's important. So I'm just wondering if Will does end up switching places with Cyrus, which is a really good theory, whether he's then useless to Jafar. And I want to know why Jafar is the only one that has the power to change the laws of magic once he has all three things. So to me, it seems if Anastasia gets all three, like all of the materials that Jafar needs, then why couldn't she also have that power? I think because she doesn't know how to wield magic as well as Jafar has. And don't forget, it's Jafar plus Amara. Mm -hmm. We keep forgetting about Amara because she's in that staff. Mm -hmm. But... It's both of them together, and we even learned that from that episode, that they have to work together in order to change the laws. It can't be just one person. Amara had wanted to try, but she knew she wasn't powerful enough. Mm. So I think that Anastasia would be far too low on the power scale to even try this. She just wants to benefit from it. That's my take on it. Javar doesn't seem too concerned that the Red Queen will find out that the White Rabbit's been doing things for him. Otherwise, he'd keep the White Rabbit close. So I'm wondering, like, how that's going to work out. Because with the White Rabbit going home, or wherever he's going, the Red Queen's probably going to find him and say, Where were you? Why weren't you doing what I told you to do? 
Like it might end up being like a game of tug of war <laughs> on the white rabbit. Yeah, he could definitely be the pivotal part of this that he'll show out to be more than just a pawn in this big game. What but if that he he's... becomes the new genie? <laughs> <laughs> that could be really that could be really interesting to see. One of those out of left field ideas. <laughs> I don't think he'll do that because he's got a family. <laughs> we don't know that. Not yes, anymore. we do. Well, we don't know if he still has a family. Well, that's the leverage. Yeah, probably. Honey, I'm home, and I'm a genie now. <laughs> so, put this bottle in a safe place and don't let the kids rub it. <laughs> and please don't use it for a spittoon. And please remove wish from your vocabulary when reciting the honeydew list. <laughs> I loved his line, you know where to find me, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of this episode, Red Queen... Or was it the end? It doesn't matter. And the Red Queen, at one point in this episode, said she intends to find Cyrus by nightfall. Since we have seen only like five seconds total of Cyrus in this episode, which was just him lying on the beach and then opening his eyes, <laughs> we have no idea what he's going to wake up to. So I'm thinking that she's going to be there when he wakes up. <laughs> Cyrus did some great acting in this episode. Just saying. <laughs> Best episode for him ever. Yeah. He didn't even cough up water, which is usually what happens after you fall into a lake. So. I memorized all of his lines, and I shall recite them now. <laughs> Alice. <laughs> you didn't cough. Oh, I forgot the cough. Well, that wasn't did, really a line. That was just cough. acting. No. I didn't do the acting part. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> Left that out. Well, we would love to receive your feedback for future episodes of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And again, that information is email feedback at wonderlandpodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or you can go to the website and send a voice message there. If you're on the website, check out the show notes for this episode. We'll have some of the screenshots and other great information here in our show notes are written by Jack, and we really appreciate that help. But the show notes will be at wonderlandpodcast.com slash 10 one zero it's wonderlandpodcast.com slash 10 to get the show notes and if you'd like to respond to anything that we shared in this episode then that's the place to go is comment there on the show notes or you can also jump over in the forums at oncepodcast.com slash forums and discuss once upon a time or once upon a time in wonderland and we'd love to have you part of the community please follow us on twitter for the latest breaking news at wonder podcast and you can follow each of us individually. I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter as The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter as Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Jenny. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. And I'm Aaron, And you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. Make sure that you go over to wonderlandpodcast.com slash sponsor if you'd like to donate to an episode. And until next time, remember... <sighs> I'm too lowly for my name to abuse the ears of the prince. But thanks for listening. <laughs>
Wonderland Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Hi, Wanderers. Hunter Hathaway here with your spoilers for Wonderland Podcast. Season 1, Episode 8, Home, is directed by Romeo Tyrone and written by Edward Kitsis, Adam Horowitz, and Zach Estrin. According to the ABC official press release, in flashback, we learn about Cyrus's origin story while Alice seeks out the White Rabbit for answers involving his actions in Wonderland. Meanwhile, the Red Queen and Jafar's disdain for one another comes to a head, followed by a series of chaotic events. The insurmountable consequence caused by their showdown will put everyone in danger and lead to a drastic change. This episode marks the first appearance of Whoopi Goldberg as the voice of Mrs. Rabbit. Also, this episode will be the last new episode until March 6th. Did you see the preview? Well, Alice and her true love Cyrus finally find each other. And of course, Jafar is up to no good and wants Alice dead. Oh, and since it's the winter finale, there has to be a huge fight scene. And in the last split second of the promo, there is a group shot of Alice, Cyrus, the Knave, and who I believe is the Red Queen in a field. And it looks like magic explodes either out of the Red Queen or blows her up like a lightning bolt. We will just have to wait until this episode airs to find out for sure. So I do have some exciting news. According to TV Guide, Barbara Hershey, who portrays Cora, the Queen of Hearts in Once Upon a Time, will reprise her popular role on the spinoff. Hershey is scheduled to appear in just one March episode, the series' 11th hour. SpoilerGuide.com shared an interview with Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. They asked, Regardless of what happens with that show, meaning Wonderland, any plans to bring those characters into the Once Upon a Time fold in the near future? Adam Horowitz answered, This year we are going to complete the story of Alice and the people there. As far as will we see any of them in the future? I would say perhaps. I think there's a few of them. We know the Knave of Hearts was once a merry man. So who knows, maybe he can hook back up with Robin Hood in the future. Well, that's all I have for you today. You can follow me on Twitter at Bit of Pixie Dust. Until next time. 